Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This is the Pits. Um, we're really entering a new phase this week with a movie called Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring our boy Brad and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> and our our enemy, Angelina Jolie. Just kidding. She's not my enemy. I'm actually not mad at her. I'm not mad at her either. Having seen this movie, I forgot. I just forgot how much those two needed to be together you know i know right you're watching it going like oh yeah there's something happening off screen with them for sure i mean if there wasn't it would be more upsetting those two like i remember when it when the announcement that they were together first came out being like well of course because can you imagine a better suited couple right and no and she wasn't so dark and twisty as she is now back then either she was still sort of like light and airy she was – no, no. Back then, she was super dark and twisty. Well, she's always had a dark and twisty thing, but she also chose movies, you know, like – Chelsea, she thought Smith. she was a vampire. <laughs> Publicly. She also – she also – What do you mean? I mean, in an interview, she said <laughs> she cut herself because she liked the blood because she was a vampire. And she hired <laughs> – she tried to hire an assassin to kill her. No way. Yes way. What what is the source you're getting this from? Her. In an interview with Vanity Fair, she said that. She's nutty. Listen, all I'm saying is Brad, our boy Brad, like who's our pal, you know, the one who's a good friend of ours. Yeah. Has now officially getting a divorce from Jennifer Aniston. He's on set with Angelina Jolie. It is unfucking deniable their chemistry. Oh, yeah. Now, if you were Jen- – like, do you think Jennifer Aniston ever watched this movie? Or even saw them in a room together? Like, how painful. Even yes, to just no, she see did. them in a room together, you know. She's like, oh, well, it's over. You know? <laughs> I know that before before the, the movie, she met Angelina Jolie and she said to her, um, I'm so excited that you and Brad are going to get to work together because Brad is so excited to work with you. And she said that to Angelina. So she was super. I mean, of course, of course she did because she's America's sweetheart and she's the nicest person alive. It's just really funny how he went from America's sweetheart, who was the most famous person at the time, to like America's, you know, angsty, dark S&M seductress, who was also ridiculously famous at the time. Yeah. And continues to be. Um, I have so much to say on the pop culture world that I'm almost sad this is a movie podcast because <laughs> there's so yeah. much going on, but we are in a new year as well. So I want to just throw a few facts about the new world out there. All right. Give me the, give me the, the, the words on 2005. All right. I'm going to do just really, really quickly. I have three little yeah. things um, because he only did one movie that came out in 2005 and that is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So the BTK killer was arrested 31 years after his first murder in Wichita, Kansas that year. Big deal. Oh. That was like a shocking thing. Um, Mm -hmm. The biggest thing about 2005 was Hurricane Katrina, which changed the landscape as we know it. And also... George Bush doesn't care about black people. George Bush doesn't care about black people. And um, at least 1,800 people were killed. And the damages cost $108 billion in damages. 
Shit is still fucked up from that. Oh, it's that like changed the landscape of that whole that whole place. And also, it started um, Brad Pitt's charity. Brad Pitt started getting into charity around this time, and after Hurricane Katrina, he started building houses where he melded his love of helping people with his love of architecture. So Mm. it's tied in back into our podcast. Um, And then the third thing is is that the Xbox 360 came out that year. Oh. That was then. That was a good time for me. Yeah, I can tell you right now, because the well, the Xbox 360 changed the landscape of my <laughs> life. <laughs> what was your go-to game? Oh, uh, I would say probably Star Wars Battlefront uh, was a big one. Halo. Halo, Halo was a big one. Halo. Halo, um, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. I, my brother always had WWE games. I mean, we don't need to get into this. Um, Fair enough. Speaking of 2005, yeah. Do you want to hear what songs were really popular at the time? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, at the time of Mr. and Mrs. Smith release, that is, which is June 10th, 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Hollaback Girl. Oh, Gwen Stefani. Speaking of Gwen Stefani, one. she uh, auditioned to play Mrs. Smith. I love how. Yeah, I know. I saw that too, and I love how many people were considered for this role but they were pretty clear that Gwen Stefani only auditioned she was never really considered (laughs) but she did try yeah she wanted to be an actress for a hot second but who was the one who was originally cast wasn't it Nicole Kidman Nicole Kidman was originally cast and he dropped out of the film when she dropped out of the film right it was supposed to be Johnny Depp and Nicole Kidman then it was Brad Pitt and Nicole Kidman also Will Smith it was also supposed to be or it was either Johnny Depp or Will Smith and Nicole Kidman and like that would have been like, that would have been cool. I think Will Smith would have done this role total justice. Well, like, no. And let me – okay, now that we're in the movie, the only good thing about this movie was their chemistry. So if we have, yeah, like, Will true. Smith and Nicole Kidman genuinely, genuinely watching those two engage, even not knowing they would eventually be together, it was like yep. from the minute – I was sweating, Michael. I was actually sweating. The minute the scene opens and they're sitting next to each other, I was like, oh, fuck. This well, is a yeah, landslide. Know, right? This is a landslide moment for me. Yes, it's a, you're like this is a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... but can you blame them? It's sort of like, you know, the whole thing current day with Brad uh, with um, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, where it's like, oh you yeah, you cannot fucking deny that those two people fucked. The movie was neither here nor there. Their chemistry was incredible. There's oh. no way when there are two people in this world. Okay, this is what yeah. I know about humans. If there are two people in this world who are attracted to each other on such an intense level, they will fuck if they consistently see each other. This is not Brad cheating on Jen. This is not Angelina being like a conniving bitch. This is two people who needed to fuck and to make more babies for the world. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, um, it's science. <laughs> it was science. It was something that, that chemically could not be denied. Now, you know? That being said, my heart aches and breaks for Jennifer Aniston because of I was course. just going back and reading through the through the um, articles at the time, and it's like Brad Pitt in on the beaches of Africa with Angelina Jolie shooting his next movie Babel, and then it's like the way she was painted in the public eye was like sad, angry Jen <laughs> doesn't know, yeah. like she just like, she got such a shit end of the stick in that situation, and she continues to because Brad Brad went on to have like twenty seven children. And she's oh never even had any children. Yeah, well, you know what? She, at the time, and, and some people even said that they, they split up because 
Brad wanted to have kids and she didn't. That's and, right. That um, is exactly right. That's not true, which is weird because Jennifer Aniston said in multiple interviews that she did want to have kids and she was planning on having kids the next year and Brad was the one who didn't want to have kids. I know. And then I was just reading a Vanity Fair article and yeah, he said, yeah, and he said, like, I now want to focus on family. I want to have kids like now. And it's you can just hear Angelina's words in his head. You know, you can hear the conversations they've had. You can hear their budding romance. You know who Angelina Jolie reminds me of? Jan from The Office. <laughs> Doesn't she? No. Please, yeah. go on. What? How so? Well, because she's like kind of cunty. <laughs> yeah, but that's like her thing. Her thing is right. cunty. It's Jan's thing, too. By the way, remember? <laughs> yeah, but Jan hated Michael Scott. True. No, no, no. I'm not saying their relationship was like Jan and Michael. I'm mm-hmm. saying just Angelina Jolie reminds me of Jan because she's like she was difficult to work with. She's like <laughs> gorgeous, like intimidatingly gorgeous. Yeah. I'm gay and I would be intimidated to be in her presence because she is so gorgeous. Even mm-hmm. now, I think she's only aged like one year in the last oh, 30 see, years. Oh, see, here's the thing. I have been really – everybody who listens to this podcast know I've been hating on Angelina for a little while. Um, I've only been thinking about her as current day Angelina, which is like skeletal and like kind of scary looking, emaciated. Yeah. Like, you know, sickly a little bit. But watching this movie, <laughs> I was reminded of how like vibrant and robust she was. Like she had a rounder face then and she had boobs. Yeah. Then. I mean, she looks like a Bratz doll. Unfortunately, she had to get both of her boobs removed. So she that's did? not nice Wait, of me what? to say. Yeah. She opted for a double mastectomy because she has that um, breast cancer gene. Killed like oh, everyone she got it in her family. Ahead of time, she just she got like, it ahead preemptively. Of time. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, but she looked Wild. like a, she was like vivacious in this movie. Yeah, no, she was totally like, she was fucking hot. I mean, she was crazy good looking, and but like, and like she knew it, and she had an attitude about it, and she like expected everyone to like sort of fall at their knees around her, and She's like powerful. So to to kind of guide this to the movie itself, um, you know, there's there's stories from the director who is Doug Lehman who just would say that Angelina Jolie was super hard to work with. Mm. And like I was watching behind the scenes videos and even when they were trying to spin the movie as something that was like fun and like look at the chemistry on set between Brad and Angelina, you could see Angelina just like questioning everything the director would say. Mm. She's like Okay, well, um, that doesn't really make sense, but so I'll just say it then. I'll just say the line, yeah, and then she's you like, can just. She's it. like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, and it's like, oh shit! All right, well, I mean, oh my god, attitude. I guarantee but, you, she's such a bitch. And listen, I ain't mad at it. I can be really bitchy. I'm not trying to like. She just seems like if, if you cross her, she has that kind of cold stare where you feel like you're the smallest person on the entire planet. Like you're a bug she could crush. Remember when we worked on the TV show When We Rise together and it was the craziest experience and uh, Lenora Hardin, who plays Jan on The Office, is in that show mm-hmm. and she came into the office and we all met her and she was super nice. But then we had this – for some reason, this was a big problem, at least in my world. Yeah. <laughs> there was no toilet – or um, no paper towels in the bathroom to dry your hands off. 
for some reason this kept coming up and i was like why is this a fucking problem people would always come to me and be like where why can't i dry my hands and i'm like i don't know there's a bunch in anyway wait in the uh, production she came to the production oh for a fitting for a fitting yeah and so she was in the production office and then she went to the bathroom and there was no, nowhere to dry her hands and she came out of the bathroom <laughs> with wet hands and came up to me because i was sitting there and i was like where do i dry my hands and i was like oh shit this is weird <laughs> And I immediately felt like you're like Jan here, half my shirt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I felt like Jan from the office was criticizing me for my lack of hand towels, uh, and like she was super nice about it. I was like, oh, let me get you something, and she had that like, uh, okay, kind of like look. And I just, I felt like a small person, and I can only imagine what it would have been like if it was Angelina Jolie circa 2005 when she was at her peak, bitch. You know what oh I mean? Oh my god. You know, I have another um, anecdote from that shoot, which I just say have it. to say. Um, yeah, say. So, Tommy Schlamy. Tommy Schlappy. <laughs> first of all, he didn't want to be called Tommy Schlamy. So, Tommy Schlamy was directed The West Wing with, with Aaron Sorkin, which is mm-hmm. where, like, the walk and talk came to be. You know, like the famous West Wing walk and talk? The Sorkin yeah. walk and talk. So, yeah, Tommy Schlamy came into the office um, with the line producer, whose name I forget. And. Debbie's like, Chelsea, go walk with them. And while Tommy's like expounding on something and I like woke up in my life and I was like, I am legitimately doing a walk and talk with Tommy Schlamy right now. That was a real thing that happened to me in my life. And then I fell over and I got fired because I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could go on and on with stories about that shoot because it was so star studded. But we have so much to talk about. Yeah, what are we doing? We should talk about this movie. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about the movie. All right. What's your general feeling about it? I like it. You know what? I really liked it. It mm-hmm. was it's I think that the shortcomings of the story and the script and like you know the the acting are all forgivable because of the chemistry between Brad and Angelina. Yeah. And just their ability to they each have individually they have the ability to carry a movie on their own yes. if they're playing the right type of role. Yes. And this is the right type of role for both, for of, both them. of them. You're right. They because both have that Angel- side eye. Totally yes. right. Yeah. Because Angelina Jolie has played a secret agent slash spy in like 50 fucking movies. She had just come off playing Laura Croft two, two years in a row. Oh, what a fox. And then after this, she played – she was in like Wanted and the movie Spy and like a bunch of other like – fucking action movie mm-hmm. so she this is her type of role same with brad pitt as we both know maybe not as an action man but definitely as a sexy guy like definitely the smirking one you know the smirking sexy when guy, brad pitt is when man. brad pitt has a secret that's when he's yeah. at his best you know yeah, what i mean and that's what's like and i think that that's what a lot of celebrities don't do nowadays is that and it's a very like, and we've talked about this before. That yeah. that like old style of Hollywood, like approach where it's like an old Hollywood. You know, you didn't know everything about the actors. You didn't know what they were like, and you didn't know, you know, what type of cereal they eat, and all this shit. Right. Although we know that about Brad, but we know everything about him. We do, we know everything that he's let us know. But there's in still fact, this, like, he was eating sweet. a lot of jelly beans at this time. I read. He, yeah, and he was drinking a lot of vodka post-divorce yeah and jennifer aniston smoked merit cigarettes so anyway these are things isn't that so fucking funny could you imagine jennifer aniston smoking she's just such a good girl she's such a no, sandy i know you right you you can't imagine it but it yeah. was in one of the interviews and now i can't unsee it yeah. and so that's 
that's where I'm at right now. But anyway, my point is, is like, yeah. So, so there's like this mystique that old Hollywood has. And like, I think that Brad Pitt still maintains that to a degree. And it's, and that's what makes him part of what makes him so sexy is like his like mystique that he carries with him. Yeah, so he's got a good that, role for him. Yeah. And I think together it worked. I also think their side people, Carrie Washington and Vince Vaughn are perfect, like puffer friends to like up the ante a little bit, you know, like Vince Vaughn always is a good side man every time. I know. Oh yeah. That's the other thing is I was watching it going like Vince Vaughn. Like I like Vince Vaughn and I was watching it with my boyfriend and he was like, he was like, you like Vince Vaughn? Cause I think he, Vince Vaughn has this like stigma around him of being like super annoying, but I, I like love him. him. And you know, it's weird. This he went on to date Jennifer Aniston. I know. Right. What do you know? So this movie, so you're not fucking perfect, Jen. She tried to do it. She tried to get back at Brad by having sex with Vince Vaughn. And he's like, bitch, I've got Angelina Jolie now and I've never cared less about you. But I couldn't help but think, like, I hope and pray and wish and hope with all my heart that she never see- saw this movie. Because can you imagine how painful just to see her husband with that much hypersexualized chemistry? Like, they didn't hide from the sex, like, the chemistry there. No. I wonder they, if I think- the movie would have been... If there wasn't such natural sexual chemistry, I wonder if it would have been so like sexualized. Like I think that whole thread of sex. I wonder if that yeah. script, the script would have changed. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know, and I, I also, I I do wonder what it would have been like with someone like Johnny Depp in it. Because like I've never really seen Johnny Depp in this type of role, no. but he's also attractive and it would have been more he's... arty. It would have been more like sinister. I don't know, man. I I would have been interesting, but anyway, I I think that it was great for Brad, and I think um, I think that it's like a fantasy that I I'm happy to live in because you know, mm-hmm. I think what was it 2000 or 1998 when we watched Spy Game and it was like spy movies were like getting going, mm-hmm. and like now it's like spy movies like this is before marvel movies really started being oh, big time. a constant yeah and so this was our marvel movie yeah. back then like right our, i our thought about that a lot actually yeah like the gratuitous fight scenes and like the over the top you know um car chases and stuff back then it worked so much better than it did watching it now like now i got a little bit bored because it was so gratuitous yeah but i remember back then that it wasn't always like that movies weren't always like hyper yeah like that that was that was the beginning of it so it was interesting i wouldn't even it's it's funny because i wouldn't even really call this a spy movie even though it is obviously a spy movie it's not it's more of a it's an action movie it's an action movie but it's also a rom-com it's an action movie rom-com that it's like Brad, when he was, he didn't actually give a lot of interviews on this movie, but he was t- constantly talking about the metaphors of a happy marriage and not. And it's so weird the way his real life lined up with this movie, because even if right. he didn't leave Jen for Angelina, the whole concept about like being honest with your partner or it's not going to work, you know, it's just like yeah. life imitating Same. art a little bit, to be honest. Same, same with Angelina Jolie because she was still married to Billy Bob Thornton at this time, Mm-mm. technically, even though they weren't really. Nah. Yeah, no, she. I think she was. It's sort of. I, maybe I'm wrong about. Now I'm questioning it, but I thought I read that. Um, she was 30 years old when she made this movie, and Brad was no, 41. Nine. Sorry, when it came out, she was 30, and Brad was 41 mm-hmm. years old. It's weird. I don't think of them as having that big of an age difference, Mm-mm. but. 
Makes sense. Brad likes him young. I know. I wonder if Brad would ever have sex with me. 100%. You're right in his age range. Do you think I should try to have sex with him? Yeah. I think you should. Do you think my boyfriend would be mad at me? I should ask him. No. You you should ask him. But he I should wouldn't. ask him, but it's totally fine. Brad? Yeah. <laughs> Brad? Do you hear me? Do you want to... Look, listen. Brad... Let it's me for tell you research. For She's research. Great. <laughs> She's great at the walk and talk. She can have a great conversation. And you oh, both... banter for days. <laughs> great banter. You both look really good gambling. Aww, which is a note thanks, that I Michael. wrote down. Oh. I... I wrote, I wrote down Brad Pitt and you, but Brad Pitt looks super good gambling with a buzz cut Ugh. and a hand of cards and throwing chips on the table. Uh-huh. That scene was wonderful. Like it's just Great so charming. Scene. I mean, I think uh, the the forefront of this movie before the reveal and up to the reveal is great. I didn't take yeah. my eyes off the screen. I was like, Same. I am in it. I love their chemistry. You know, Angelina's, you know, they both have a secret and they're both good at playing roles that are secretive. Um, and then after the reveal, it was like, okay, let's get get to the thing. But then remember when they yeah. had the craziest, raunchiest sex all over the house? That scene, yeah. Oh my god, how could anyone forget? That's the scene that anyone thinks of. I movie. My palms were sweating. I mm-hmm. couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. I almost slid off my seat. <laughs> I <laughs> I had to stand up the whole time. Yeah, because of your raging erection. Yeah, it will. I mean, that's not exactly how erections work, but you mean they don't go minor from the front. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't. You mean you don't get a hard penis on the back, so you need to stand up. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I hope you're still happened. listening, everybody. <laughs> uh, Olivia Pope is in this movie. Yeah, I know Carrie Washington. She's the fucking best. Scandal. That's what I'm saying. The side. The side players are really great they hold it up you know who else was supposed to be olivia pope's role and i I love and hate this i love that it was supposed to be angela bassett yeah i hate that it was deliberately cast as black friend supporting actor black female friend i was like damn it i thought that they just picked olivia pope because she was perfect for the role not because she's black and perfect for the role no she's black and perfect for the role and then vince vaughn is also like the lazy Goofy friend of the man. It's like every single movie of all time has those two characters. But I guess this movie is made of tropes. It's just Hmm. trope after trope after trope with a semi-original idea. Actually, the idea is not even original. I guess just the – it always comes back to the chemistry between those two because nothing about this movie is particularly original or good. That's what I'm saying. When I was thinking about what I was going to say on the podcast, normally I have a hot take on the movie or a feeling on the movie. And I was thinking like it's kind of a bummer that we actually even have to talk about this movie because it's not really a movie with which to discuss from an analytical eye because I'm so distracted by their chemistry. By their white, hot, lightning fast just soaking wet chemistry. It's crazy. Um, I will tell you, the character he plays, Mr. Smith, is my dream man. Okay? He does crosswords. Go he on. drinks dirty martinis mm. every night. Every night. He has a dirty martini and a glass of wine in one scene. And he had just finished a crossword. And I was like, where? This is my dream man. Where? Why doesn't he actually exist? <laughs> and then I was thinking, you know how we've been playing Mary Fuck Kill recently? I was like, I would fucking marry the shit out of him. Mm. Oh, 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 this is a fact that I didn't realize when we did Ocean's 12 last week was that the reason why Brad Pitt has a shaved head in Ocean's 12 was because he left the filming of Mr. and Mrs. Smith for three months to go film that movie and then came back. 
Right in the middle of it. He right, in the right, middle. right in the middle. For three months. And he was paid $20 million for this movie. They both were. So crazy. $20 million each to fuck each other. No wonder he started a fucking charity. He was like, well, this is just getting a little crazy. He's like, I feel like a... He probably felt like a supervillain having that much money. What does anyone do with that much money? It's like someone gives hands you a check for twenty million dollars. It's like, where do you even do you take? Can you do that at the ATM? Can you deposit that at the ATM? What do you do with that much dough? Well, I'll tell you what happened to him. He decided he wanted to have thirteen kids with Angelina Jolie, and that's how much it costs. <laughs> and you know what was, you know what was wild about their children is when the when when siri siri the suri their first their first biological child no suri is tom hanks's kid tom oh what's his katie holmes and tom oh tom uh, cruise cruise you know the one yikes Um, yikes on bikes (laughs) (laughs) who's what's their first but whatever their first Shiloh. shiloh shiloh it's crazy how like it was scary do you remember that feeling when that that baby was going to be born and we're like is this baby going to be like – am I going to be attracted to this baby? The baby is – those two – She's so beautiful, but she's transgender. Oh, is she really? Yeah. she's she's identifies as a man. It's really cool. She's beautiful. She like, has – Astoundingly great, beautiful. He, okay. Well, then he's beautiful. Let's not misgender. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But um, – Well, I don't know if he actually identifies as a man because they haven't come out because they don't talk about their kids. But all of – when you see pictures – it's a very. It seems very male identifying. Uh, maybe she's just butch. Who knows? Anyway, point is, it's crazy how gorgeous the children are. Mm-hmm. Um, Here is a thing I'd like to mention. Okay. I was reading an article. This has nothing to do with the movie, but this has something. All right. Actually, let me take this moment just one more time to drive home the fact that we are now in a very different phase of this podcast. From here on out. Yeah. We have a new Brad. We have a new cultural Brad. We have, he's about to launch into some very serious movies. I think we have another Oceans, but then we have Jesse James. We have Babel. We have Benjamin Button. We have this, I've met Angelina Jolie. I take myself as seriously again. So I just want to like mark the watershed right here and right now. Yeah, you're right. Because he also, now that Troy has come out and his production company is cooking. Rockin' and rollin'. What's this production company called again? Plan B. Yeah, plan. I mean, Plan B is rolling. And now that he has his own production company, he's like, I'm the boss. I can choose what m- types of roles I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's he's getting more serious. And you're right. Like the, when you say the cultural shift, now Brad is not looked at as part of this Hollywood sweetheart couple. He's now part of this Hollywood like bad couple, you know, like yeah. a couple that everyone's obsessed with. But because they a little bit hate them for what they did to Jennifer Aniston, who je- this I don't think Jennifer Aniston realized that splitting up with Brad would actually solidify her right. as a um, like a, an icon of, of pop, pop culture. Like, oh, yeah, of sweet of, of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because every single article, every single article and of which there are now. That's another thing I want to point out, like. There's over the next few episodes, there is so much onslaught of paparazzi and articles about the two of them and their lives and the culture of which they are that it's overwhelming for us. So we're going to have to take it listeners one step at a time with all the information, because even doing research for this was overwhelming. Yeah. But I will say this one thing that really stuck in my craw from doing the research today. Mm -hmm. He was getting interviewed. He was staying at the Chateau Marmont. 
He's like ordering mm. ordering in room service every night, drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, just living his best bachelor life. And he's talking about mm-hmm. music to whoever's interviewing him. I think it was Vanity Fair or W Magazine mm-hmm. or something. And he's like, you know, man, they were talking about pop pop culture and pop radio. And he goes, songs about getting poon just don't speak to me anymore. You know? Ew. <laughs> I he said, said getting poon? <laughs> I said to myself, is my Brad, best friend Brad, the kind of guy who refers to the female anatomy as poon? Apparently. Poon. And I said, I just don't know him like I thought I knew him. <laughs> it's disturbing, isn't it? To think Getting you know poon? someone so well. <laughs> what happened to what happened to uh, break wind, Brad? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's that's that Missouri boy. He also res- break wind. Brad is dead, and now we're getting Poon Brad. <laughs> but Poon Brad's about to be dead. Now we're going to get Charity and Dark and Twisty Brad. You know, so this is the last of the Poon times. <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some conjecture that that what one of the things that contributed to their divorce is Brad Pitt's drug use, meaning no. the amount of weed that he smokes. Mm. Yeah, so I think what happens when he meets Angelina is he finally quits smoking cigarettes, because that's been a theme, too, in everything that we've read, is that almost every article is like, he tries to quit smoking cigarettes, but he's never been able to. He's tried a thousand times, but he's never been able to. And then yeah. he, he starts dating Angelina, and she has kids. And so he stops eating meat. He stops smoking cigarettes. He starts giving things to charity. He starts riding a motorcycle every day. She, by the way, is off flying her solo planes. Right. And they are the and- ultimate fucking couple. They are the ultimate power couple of Hollywood. It's actually shocking that that ever even happened. Well, when you think about like what, like who could who could Brad Pitt realistically date? He's not going to date. He's not going to go on fucking Tinder and find somebody. No, but I can like, see him with a Kate Blanchett or like. Um, he's got to date someone who has the money and like influence that he has and someone who is aware of it and and doesn't give a fuck about it. I think Kate Blanchett, someone like ugh, someone like Kate Blanchett. Wow, my mouth just gave up on me there. Um, someone like her would would. Like, yeah, she's rich and famous and classy, but she's classy and she, like, is aware of her stardom and I think she, like, protects it a little bit. Yeah. Whereas Brad Pitt and Angelina are more like, you don't get to know shit about us, but also we don't give a fuck and we're going to do whatever we want. You can make whatever guesses you want, but we don't give a fuck. We're doing our own thing. Also, classy people do not say the word poon, so. That's true. Done and done. That's very true. Anyway, I just wanted to, like, take that moment to really – point out where we are i want everybody to know how thrilled i am about this you know it may sound like i'm angry but i am head over heels excited for the next phase of this podcast well it's you know i think we're not angry because i'd like to reiterate something that we haven't said in a while which is that we are not brad pitt fans that's right we're not um we are students of culture we're students of culture that is exactly right and it's so funny because i just started a new job and it got brought up that I do this podcast. Um, and every time, like the first question anybody asks when I tell them about this, they always say, are you a Brad Pitt fan? Or like, oh, you must love Brad Pitt. And my go-to answer is like, do I? I don't know. Listen to the podcast because that's what I'm always trying to figure out is like, is yep. he a good actor? Is he not? There's just so much to talk about. And it gets better and better every time. Also, this is the first time we've been one-on-one in quite a while. We've had guest after guest after guest. So it's good to just be 
for this moment in this movie just to go back to our roots, you know? Yeah, it's, it feels very nice to go back to our roots, to just be one-on-one. Because um, as much as I love having guests, I just it's hard to really get into the details that we like to get into. Exactly. Exactly because right. there's a guest there who we're you know, talking with and, and we're um, fluffing them. They, yeah, well, and they aren't necessarily they're they're not as concerned with some of the stuff that we are so um we end up just talking about you know whatever comes naturally but i feel like we get to the hard facts when it's just you and i um tell me speaking of hard facts tell me anything i didn't really get to do a lot of research about the making of the movie is there anything interesting i should know about yeah there's a couple interesting things but but really quick i just wanted to mention right now plan b films in this time in this time period in 2005 Mm -hmm. um they just released charlie and the chocolate factory oh no shit that was huge horrible it was horrible 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 i loved it when it came out but i was like their target audience yeah you were too um uh also the departed is what they were working on currently that came out in 2006 wow that is probably great another one of my top five favorites ever it's so fucking good yeah um and also running with scissors, which is great. something that they're um, great movie. Well, great book. I didn't I didn't like the movie as much as the book. But... I didn't see the movie, but it's directed by Ryan Murphy, and I like him. So mm-hmm. it's one of his first. Yeah, so he's like making legitimate. That's the other thing. He is in movies, but he's also making some legitimately great films. Yeah, and then released in two thousand seven was Jesse James, Assassination of Jesse James, starring Brad Pitt, Pitt and I cannot so, wait for that one. Yeah, so it's two thousand five. He's probably in development for Jesse James right now. Um, and he's they're probably shooting the departed right now. So he's like super super busy doing his own thing. So And I he has think a new budding romance. A, new, a brand spanking new budding romance. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Um let's see. Fun facts about the movie. Um Oh. <laughs> I did <laughs> remember the part in the movie when Brad Pitt um Angelina or I should guess whatever. Angelina puts a um a bomb in his jacket and it's ticking mm-hmm. and he's like walking on the street and someone on the street is like, excuse me, is your jacket ticking? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, and he like freaks out and like rips his jacket off and like throws it. He <laughs> throws it into the mailbox. Trash can. Yeah. How funny would it be to wear a jacket that is ticking <laughs> on the street and then someone asks you if your jacket is ticking and then you like suddenly start freaking out. <laughs> oh my God. That would be off. so fun. We should do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that because I would probably get shot and like oh, I would get arrested. I couldn't do that in New York City, I suppose. No, it's, but it is it's a, not good it's a good it's goof. It's a good. It's a funny. It's a funny thing to do where people like would freak out. It'd be a good hidden camera thing to do. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Blah, blah blah. Notice. Oh, the guy, the hostage that they have in the movie has a Fight Club shirt on. What the fuck is that? I did notice that. It's because Brad Pitt was in the movie Fight Club. It's so weird. I wonder what that guy thinks of Mr. Smith, you know? You're like, damn, this guy looks just like Tyler Durden. Do you think – oh, I was just going to say, does Tyler Durden – what does Tyler Durden think of Mr. Smith? If Tyler Durden <laughs> and Mr. Smith live in the same world, mm-hmm. they, like, go to the same laundromat or something. They go to right. the same dry cleaner. Do they ever speak to each other? Uh, yeah, because Tyler Durden is a fucking weirdo who starts conversations with anybody. Okay, so Mr. I have a great idea. Mary Fuck Kill, Tyler Durden. Oh. Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Rusty. And Rusty. From Oceans. And Rusty for... Well, Rusty's too refined for this, because we already have a refined. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Fair no, enough. it's three brads, baby. It's gonna be... 
I marry Mr. Smith. I fuck Tyler Durden. I kill Rusty. Yeah, you know what? I think that's the correct answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, this is a fun new trick that we can play, and I love it. Um, So there's this one moment when Angelina's like, she thinks she actually has killed him, and she sheds one single tear. And I literally want to punch her in her fucking bitch face. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, all of a sudden, she has emotions? Like, all of a sudden... It's well, cool. wait a minute. They the whole premise of the movie is that they were like setting out to kill each other, and then there was a moment in that house, that crazy steamy fight scene, mm. um, where they realize they can't kill each other because they love each other, and, and then so, they join. So they're forces. better as a team. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Like the plot of the movie sucks. Yeah, the execution pretty, of the yeah. movie sucks. But I am willing to overlook all of that because they have such chemistry. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have that many fun facts about it because we sort of talked about all of them already. Um, I will say though, one thought that I had was Mm -hmm. that I was a little disappointed when I realized, remember how at the beginning of this podcast, sometimes we used to say, oh yeah, Brad Pitt's in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I loved that. Yeah. We're not going to be ever able to say that again because now we're at a point in his career where it, if he's in the movie, it's fucking plastered all over everything. Yeah. I guess except for maybe 12 Years a Slave. He's in 12 Years a Slave, and he has a, kind of a small role in that. Yeah. We're going to watch that, true, right? Actually. We're watching that. Yeah. He has a oh, big enough role. Thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing people say about when I tell them I do this podcast is they'll say, uh, oh, are you going to watch blank? Like, they'll ask if I'm going to watch a Brad Pitt movie. Mm-hmm. Or if I have watched a Brad Pitt movie. Oh, it's you know, amazing, I'll isn't say, it? How people are like... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, have they, have they, they, it's almost like they just don't listen. Where I'll be like... It's so, doing... This happened to me yesterday. I was like, yeah, I'm doing this Brad Pitt podcast. I'm doing it in chronological order. I'm right now yes. in 2005. And they're like, oh, so what did you think of Burn After Reading? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> or, or, or I'll be like, yeah, I'm in 2000. I'm doing it in chronological order. And we're in 2005 right now. And they're like, oh... Are you guys gonna watch Thelma and Louise? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we did. That was funny, the people's reactions. I don't know. I mean, it's weird because more and more of my close friends. I think now that we're on episode twenty-seven, this is episode oh, twenty-seven. People are like, okay, now I have to listen because you're you were just like fucking around, like you're actually doing a podcast, and I don't yeah, mention it right. to my friends ever. And then one day I was like, oh yeah, Ollie's on the podcast, and they're like, oh yeah, you're still doing that. Now it's like not a joke anymore because it's legitimately hard work. Anyway, it's a little um, it's a little early for reviews, but I did want to read you the quote from EW. Oh, okay. I always like to pick one quote. Um, so, yeah, we'll just jump out of order. I'll just tell you what EU gave them. Okay. Yeah, tell me what it's they a B gave minus um, uh-huh. because for all the things we're saying, like the movie yeah. sucks, but the chemistry's great. So this quote I like. I'm going to try to read it slow. It's kind of long. He goes, it helps, of course, that the two are ideally matched physical specimens with a his and hers set of beasting lips. His, if anything, are even poutier and a shared attitude of come hither carnality. Pitt's heavy little heavy lidded gaze makes it look as if he were stoned on the happy knowledge of what a sun god pinup he is. And Jolie, with her naughty yet playful hell cast snarl, is perhaps his first female co-star to come on like she could eat him for breakfast. Which oh, is true. That's so true. It's true. She does remind me of like 
a spider who can eat who's gonna uh, a black widow who's gonna eat oh she is a black motherfucking widow all right i'll tell you yeah and not only that she's this is the first movie in which anybody actually acknowledges the fact that brad pitt is hot like because now in every other movie he's a normal guy except for thelma and louise it's like he's a normal guy who because he's a movie star is really hot but in the world of the movie he's just nobody ever acknowledges the fact that he's gorgeous oh you mean in the movie yeah 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 yeah. And so this one is like, she's like, no, he's hot. And she's like, I'm hot. And together we're hot. It's like, how are we going to pretend in the world of every Brad Pitt movie that someone sees Brad Pitt on the street and doesn't go, holy shit, look at that guy. He's so <laughs> yeah. fucking hot. What the yeah. Fuck? And I have to say, he's 41 at this point, And that was 2005. So like, whoa, he's old now. He's 41. He doesn't look 41. He looks in mid-30s. But he looks mid-30s. For a solid, like, 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And also, at around this time, he get, he gave interview after interview after interview that was like, I don't have long in this world of movies. I'm going to do other things. And then he ended up going and going and going, man. Well, I mean, you know, he's he certainly has longevity figured out. He's got that Which down is another to reason why we're doing this podcast, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's a fun fact. Do you know Peaches Christ? Yeah. For those who don't, Peaches Christ is a drag queen uh, from San Francisco who puts on uh, stage plays that are parodies of movies. And just yesterday I went and saw uh, Mean Gays, which was a parody of Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun. It was a romp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she announced that she's also going to be doing – pretty soon she's going to be doing um, a Fight Club parody. I forget what it's <gasps> called. But it's going to be – Fight Club. Uh, oh, it's going to be called First Wise Club. Or no, First Wives Fight Club. And Ooh. It's, it's a combination of First Wives Club and Fight Club. Oh my god, and dream. I'm definitely going to see that. And it's weird because that's one of those, another instance where someone looks at me and goes, oh, Michael, you're going to see that, right? Because yeah. of the, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, yes. I, I oh have to my now. god. I'm like, you guys, this is my fucking life. Pay attention. I'm going to invite Brad Pitt to it because he would love it. I really... I, that's another thing I keep thinking about. We should get into budget and we should get into ratings because we're at that point. But I just think about like, will we ever come across Brad's radar? You know, will he ever know that there's two people who know more about him than he even knows about himself? We will. We, I think we will. We will peripheral. I think someone at some point, someone might say, yeah, I mean, people even there's even a podcast about Brad Pitt. Yeah, we know every single one of his movies. I just want to know. I just want to know how close we are to the truth. I've never wanted to know more about why he and Angelina, why he and Aniston broke up. Anyway, I it I think it's probably not as interesting as we think it is. No, I and... mean, I don't. I definitely don't. I mean, I, it's probably like she like they just probably got sick of each it other. Didn't, yeah, it, they were married for like six years. But and he said like... he when he all the interviews he gave, which were obviously like mouthpieces, like obviously put yeah. on. He was like, I see mine my marriage as a total success to to uh, Aniston. He goes, my God, man, Jen is such an influence on my life. We made it for seven years, and that's five years more than I would have made it with anybody else. He's like, we we succeeded in marriage, we succeeded in divorce, and I'll always love her. And we haven't even mentioned that Jennifer Aniston's fucking 50th birthday was last week, and Brad Pitt went to her birthday party. Oh, my God, we forgot <laughs> to mention that. Can you believe? And oh my the God. rumors are swirling and twirling that they're going to get back together. And I 
hope in my heart of that my it happens. Guts, I would cut off my pinkies. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut off my hand and mail it to them. That's how excited I am. <laughs> Get back together. Oh, but then she'd have to be taking oh, care of Angelina's kids. Ugh, what a triangle, huh? Anyway. What a oh my god, that would be the, the messiest of messy. But life is messy, and that's sort of why we love them. It's because life is fucking life messy. Life is messy, and they just happen to be doing it in front of the spotlight. They had very different views of marriage in general. And, I think you know, so, too. I, feel I think bad. you're right. I think you're right. Because Brad said his view of marriage was that if it starts to suck, you should stop doing it. And that's a direct quote. Well, <laughs> if it starts to suck, you should stop doing it. And Jen's view is more like you got to stick it out no matter what because you're a partnership and you just – you owe it to each other as a married couple. Yeah. I'm and sorry, so, but like, like, not to get into this like heady conversation, but marriage, when you say, I want to marry you, that you are saying, I want to be with you forever. Not just well, that's like, why, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've talked about marriage in past relationships and, and like, it's like, I don't want to get married hastily because my parents divorced and yeah. you know, that's fine. Like they were so, like it's so like now I'm I cannot imagine how they ever were together in the first place. Yeah, it's wild because they're so so different, and mm-hmm. I just think I don't ever want to get married and then have to go through a divorce. Breaking no. up is hard on its own. Oh imagine my God. if like there was like a contract. No, involved. it's actual trauma. It's like considered to be up there with trauma. Divorce, and nobody ever really yeah. talks about how intense it is. Um, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know how I was gonna go. Into the whole thing about how I broke up a marriage one time. I was the Angelina one time. (laughs) Ooh. Uh. (laughs) Didn't work out so well. But aren't you glad you didn't get married? Oh, fuck yeah. But my my parents have been married for 43 years. Well, I feel like also people – because I have some friends from my church going days. Yeah. Um who got married, like are married currently, got married at like 24, 25 Mm -hmm. because their parents have been married for fucking ever. And so they get married four months after dating somebody because they're like, this is, I mean, I love this person. Um, And so marriage. Yeah. But like, I don't know, I guess seeing me seeing so many people divorce because my grandparents, both sets of grandparents are also divorced. No way. Wow. I see. I've seen so much divorce that like, I'm like. Yeah, I, I know that I don't want to get married yeah. unless I'm not going to – I know for sure I'm not going to get divorced. And if I'm not going to get divorced, then what's the rush to get married? Well, I think if you do end up getting married, to bring it back to Brad, like if it's not feeling good, if it's not fun, then end it goes against everything that marriage stands for because exactly. every relationship is work. So basically you're lazy, poon-eating bitch. Yep, poon – Poon saying, bitch. Like, who says poon? He's passing wind and eating poon. <laughs> Speaking of divorce, uh, Angelina Jolie at this age had been divorced twice, twice. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 29. So, yeah. Divorced twice. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, let's do the budge. That was a really great tange. Okay. So they were both paid $20 million, which means it's a, at minimum a $40 million movie. It's a $110 million movie. Ooh, fucking um, Jesus. What a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's not a waste because I this know. is iconic. And also, on Brad's IMDb, this is one of the movies that he says he is known for. Yeah, which true. is kind That's of true. crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's opening weekend. Uh, sorry, I sort of fucked up and I just pulled up the page. I didn't write it down like I normally do. Mm. Um, it's opening weekend. It made $50 million. Okay. That's good. Uh, That's pretty good for an opening weekend. Yeah. Definitely. Its total domestic gross was $186 uh, million. 
uh, which is it's yeah. so it's made it it's it made, made money. its money back domestically, which is good for them. Yeah. Um, and its total worldwide, including foreign, was four hundred and seventy-eight million. Fuck. Yeah. God damn. That yeah, is really so, good. Good for them. I mean, you know that's what, what you want to do. This like, movie is a good. It's been so long since he's had a, a successful box office film in the life of this podcast. No, not really, because the last movie we did was a big hit, too, Ocean's 12. That yeah, I mean, hit. not an ensemble cast, though, one that he's carried. Yeah, that's true. And I think that this is the sort of a uh, best-case scenario for a movie like this, because we've seen movies like this flop, where they just put two movie stars together and be like, and then make magic. And it yeah. doesn't always happen, yeah. and it sometimes flops. This is not an example of that. Yeah, but let me, again, lead you to the fact that their chemistry, like, if it was two different actors or their chemistry wasn't there, I wonder, I just wonder if it would have gone anywhere. You know, if there wasn't so much um, pop culture fodder surrounding it. Yeah. So what else came out at this time was The Honeymooners, High Tension, Howl's Moving Castle. Ooh, Howl's okay, Moving blah, Castle blah, is such a good one. Blah, 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 blah. Madagascar was on its third week. Star mm. Wars Episode Three was on its fourth week. Revenge Longest of the Jar- Sith. Third <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants was on its second Ugh, week. Fab film. Crash was on its sixth. Crash won the Oscar that year, didn't it? For Best Picture. It was a yeah. real Green Book situation. Never saw Green Book. Never heard of Green Book. Can't believe it won, but also don't give a fuck about the Oscars. Never want to see it. And that made <laughs> me realize, oh yeah, I forgot the Oscars fucking suck. The Oscars <laughs> know nothing about They know literally fuck about shit. Anyway. They don't do anything right. Mm, um, they can suck my... Fun fact, the following weekend, uh, Batman Begins came out. Oh, great movie. Okay, that was like one of the last superhero movies I ever saw. I stopped watching. What super? What what do you mean? Batman Begins. Batman Begins? The Batman series was amazing. Yeah, that was the end. That was when I stopped. But but, uh, the one with with the Joker was... Oh, is that not Batman Begins? No, no, no. I don't think so. That's um, The Dark Dark Knight. That was the last. Anyway, let me get to the ratings here, okay? Because normally we've got some splits. Everybody pretty much rated this the same, which was IMDb gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a, a 59%. Metacritic's at 55. EW's at a B-. minus. <laughs> but guess uh, who really loved this movie? <laughs> Roger Ebert? Roger Ebert gave it three stars. I knew it! <laughs> that fuck- he did say that it was only because of the chemistry, but it's so funny. His reviews are so funny. It's like, I can't take him fucking seriously at, at all about you know anything. Also funny? I, I, on that app Letterboxd, which um, yeah, I love. Yeah, I love Letterboxd. <laughs> That's why this podcast uh, came to be, remember? It's true. Yeah, yeah. And I think we posted an update about where we are percentage-wise on Letterboxd. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's fun slowly seeing that go up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I follow this guy who is like the head editor at Roger Ebert. And oh I God. always like to see what his reviews are of movies because yeah. he, first of all, he loves to review a movie before it's released because he mm. likes to be the first one to have a, a hot take. Yeah. And he always says the most like stereotypical, like Oscar, like I think he must be a member of the Academy because he always says what I would expect the Oscars to say right. about any given movie. Right. So boring to read his things, but I like reading them because I like to know. Oh my God. Roger Ebert's reviews are 
It's just like the way he speaks is like, I know everything. Can you believe how cool I am? I've met like every celebrity on the planet. And it's like, you don't fucking know anything, white man. (laughs) I don't care about anything you have to say, white man. Uh, So anyway, I think thus concludes Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We have to do our ratings. Oh, my God. (laughs) How dare I forget? on. Oh, amateur hour. Oh, I'm so used to writing three columns on the, my, my little piece of paper to show that there's a for our guest, but we don't have a guest, so it's just you and me. I'm so glad. Um, All right, so overall, what's your take? What's your hot take? Overall? Yeah. Uh, God, I guess I just give this a... You know what? I'm going to give it a seven because wow, I, okay. was, I was smiling pretty much the whole time. Yeah. I was excited to watch it. I was I was enjoying myself while watching it. Totally. Just because like I I kind of didn't even really think about the the shortcomings of the script no, or the holes can't. in the plot. You can't. You can't. And we didn't even by the way, we didn't even talk about the story or anything we because We didn't even talk about the movie. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> let's start. about we talked. I know. I'm sorry to those diehard Mr. and Mrs. Smith that really wanted to hear us recap the movie. But I can tell you right now, it's not super like unique. It's no. a husband and wife spy couple no. who tries to kill each other. But that's fine. Like I love in general my my like take on movies in general is like I love a really well made just slice of life movie where someone wakes up in the day in the morning and we see their day and then they go to sleep like that's okay you don't need to have a majorly robust storyline especially not something right. like this this is like a romp it was it's a, junk food it was a really really food. great mix of action and rom-com and I love a fucking rom-com and I don't really like action movies that much unless they're really good like I love all the mission and posses Okay, I'm sorry. Did you just say you only love action <laughs> if they're really good, just yeah. like Mission Impossible? All of the Mission Impossibles are really good. Well, uh, I will say that this – I love a good action movie. I like just – You love an and, action movie. You know this. Yeah. I like a fun action movie where they where they put effort and, and um, thought into the action sequences mm-hmm. so that they're cool and unique and like fun to watch. And yeah. this was that. They like had that, it. That action they had in it. the house was among the best – Oh, the house like, scene the was day. amazing. I didn't like the the car chase went on for a little long for me. There were three major action scenes, and then the house blew up, and they were okay. That was, that was too much. And they and they emerged like pristinely beautiful. I will say, all right, my rating for this movie, I'm gonna give it a six point five. I thought the makeup, okay. the makeup was terrible. Like they emerged beautiful from a house that had just been exploded they had beaten each other up there's one point where brad is literally kicking we're meant to believe that brad is kicking her over and over and over again and she emerges with like a little red lip gloss (laughs) and it's like i mean listen again we're not supposed to take this seriously but like give me a little bit more on that (laughs) you know yeah it's true i agree yeah but but the point is is like the action is fun to watch and yeah. you forgive it. No, so. but I have to say for me and like for you I get it. For me I did end up like I I instinctually opened my phone and looked at Instagram like halfway through one of the couple of those scenes. They were a little long for me. For me, I'm not going to say that for everybody, but that's why I'm giving it yeah. a 6.5. I think it was a great it was good. It was great. Now, 6.5. That's a fair that's a fair assessment. Now for Ad, Brad Pitt's performance. I'm going to give him an 8. Yeah. Oh, okay. For that last moment, the very last moment where he says, ask us about sex. And he goes, oh, yeah. 10. And I said, uh-uh. oh, swoon 
to the moon, you know. <laughs> and I love yeah, I, his little ooh. secret of smile ah. where he goes, 10, like so casually. And I said, well, I just came. <laughs> <laughs> you, that, you just turned it off right there. You're like, and I'm good. Yeah. All right. I'm great. Done. done. Finished. That was great. How was it for you? <laughs> you know what? I'll give him, a, I'll give him an eight and a half. Oh, okay. Because I just was like the whole time enjoying it like – he brought his A game to this movie. He did. He was having a good time. You know? And that's when he's best. We we have agreed time and time again. Although there he was a quote from the director. There was a quote from the director that said, um, Brad Pitt, the best director of Brad the best director of Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt. He was like, I barely needed to tell him anything. He brought him he's like he brought the character to the role and like just was him. And like if I had anything to say, he was right on it. And like he was he was really great. I think that that's probably I mean, at you know, this it's point, like, he had I'm, been making movies now for like what, fifteen years. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. He's he's a seasoned actor at this yeah. point. Um, and you know, he we've talked about his his legendary um, like relationships that he has with directors yeah. and his working relationships with directors and all that shit. But it's like it at a certain point, I think he learned that he. As, as much as a relationship with the director is good for him, in Fight Club and in Seven particularly, those are movies where, like, apparently the relationship with the director was a big part of his role. Yeah. Um, his his role, his role uh, performance wasn't as good and cheeky and natural feeling as this or Ocean's Eleven, yeah. where I think he sort of realized, I know what I'm good at. I know what you oh, want totally. from me. Yeah. Like, I know what this role is supposed to be for me. So you don't really need to tell me anything. I know already... what I'm yeah, and also again, half the battle was the chemistry, and they had it in Spades. You can't, you cannot supply that as an actor. You know, that's like a natural thing. Yeah. And then we get to his hair and the way he looks. Oh, ten. I'm just gonna say ten. I'm gonna give him a nine because I thought he was a ten in Ocean's Twelve, but he looks just a little bit older in this movie. I'm giving him a ten because, uh, because it's just this is like. Like I keep I, I keep wanting to like give him slightly lower ratings to like leave room for the future, but yeah. I think that it's starting to as far as looks go. You think peak. he's peaking? Like yeah, I'm gonna keep it at a nine. I mean, listen, I you know I love a shaved head, but I I do think that there's more to come. I really love old, crippled babies. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing turns me on more than a than an old wrinkle. In time, uh, Benjamin Button. Man, yeah. that movie's weird. Anyway. Anyway, um, so that is a wrap. Yeah, and I must say, um, listeners, that stay tuned for more uh, Brad and Angelina hot yeah. takes. And um, next week is Babel. Yeah. It's just going to be the two of us. So strap in, strap on, watch the movie, tune in, you know? Show up, wear, wear a strap on if you want. Yeah. Um, get pegged and uh, watch this, watch Babel. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of this podcast where you told me about how you have backwards erections? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, that's about me. Anyway, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.